0: Tonight, The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start uh, at the bottom of the hour, a little Valley Hoops discussion with our friend Kevin Lehman. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors all our Valley coverage. Uh, Kevin Lehman, who uh, was on the broadcast. Uh, of the uh, Bradley-Drake game on Saturday will join us at 11.30. Uh, Shelby Mast, our bracketologist from BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com. For Shelby, the latest on the brackets, Iowa State, a three. What do they need to do other than just keep winning? Uh, I guess uh, what's – how – how can they go on the seating? Well, that shall be that. Uh, amongst other topics coming up at eleven fifty, at twelve ten, I'm going to do a lot of listening to Trent Condon and Tony Hager talk state wrestling as it gets underway. Boy, I can't believe it's here tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. It's it came quick this year. Jeez, when it's did the, they start wrestling? Yes, as in
1: for the state tournament or the season? The season, November, right after football season, right, right after.
0: So, so Okay, yeah. So, football's over and away they go, and uh, they will make their way in mass to downtown Des Moines coming up this weekend. Trent will have the coverage on uh, 96.9 The Bull. Uh, So, if you're a wrestling fan, you can listen to that. If you want to catch uh, the kind of preview of state wrestling, Tony and Trent coming up at 12:10. Um. Here this, like I said, it's into the afternoon, and then we'll head to Cincinnati, where the Cyclones and the Bearcats will do battle six o'clock. The game is down the hall here on one hundred point three. The bus. Um, Who's got the TV of that one? Is that a Deuce? Is that a uh... Let's check. It is the Deuce. The Deuce. ESPN two. Six o'clock tip for that one. Tough. It's going to be tough.
2: I yes. mean, th- this is
0: this is one that's um, all right. This, Iowa State's a really good team. But would you fall off your chair if uh, Cincinnati puts this one in the win column? I watched the Houston game the other night. Coming, my takeaway is um, this team's got some length. Yeah. They've got some size Dick. on this, and they're thick. And they, yep, they're thick. And there's some uh, a seven footer, or six eleven, some size on that team. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Iowa State's really good if they guard you. Uh, they've obviously got a big chance to uh, put it in the win column, and they're scoring well. So uh, tough spot tonight on the road in Cincinnati. CJ Frederick played a couple of minutes, I want to say, on Saturday against Houston. Yeah, not very many, Two. but he was on the floor. First time he had played in about a dozen games. Yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah, uh, might have been his was it did they was his first Big Twelve action. They mentioned his name. Yeah, yeah, would have been. Would it yep. have been? Okay. Yeah, his
1: last time out was against Stetson. Jeez. December 22nd.
0: Hmm. Old Brittle, CJ. Yeah. What could have been, right? Yeah, I thought you vet's uh, it a good point because you think back to his first year, I mean, double digits in scoring, and you think, wow can't wait to see how this unfolds. Uh, did not uh, did not unfold the way most people thought it would, and he's had a couple of stops and now finds himself in Cincinnati watching Joe Toussaint, speaking of a couple of stops. Right. This dude's been all over the country. How about Texas Tech?
1: That was an eye-opener. Learn now,
0: more about them or learn more about Kansas?
1: More about them, because without McCuller. I mean, this is not a deep Kansas team. It's been the story all year long. It is. And yep. Without him, now you squeeze it even more. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else to turn, right? I'm, I don't think so. Yeah. With him not playing, nope. uh, they just don't have a bench. They're nope. not deep. And in a game where Hunter Dickinson goes 2 or 12 from the floor,
0: five defensive rebounds, yeah. he was bad. Yeah. The whole team was bad. I, I watched, there was one sequence under the Texas Tech basket where he had three shots, I mean, right underneath it and couldn't get it to go. Yeah. Um, you know who's speaking of Joe Toussaint? He's. Thicker than I remember. He's, well, he's 30 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, he's full. He's a man. Uh, <laughs> okay, he's not 30, but you get me. He's been around a long time. He's just, uh, he's more put together than I remember him early in his career.
1: Still listed exactly
0: the same as yeah, he was in Iowa. he's not. He's not. Six foot 190. Yeah, no, he's not 190. I mean, he might be 190, but the 190 is a whole lot different than it was when he was in Iowa City. He's put together. Getting to getting a few more tortillas down there in I Texas don't know. Tech. Getting
1: some good Tex Mex, something like that, because I'm with you. Yeah. He's a dude. Yes, he is. And it's, now he's the exact same guy. Not a great shooter. Nope. Can get to the rim. Hustles. We'll, we'll fall on the floor. We'll slip. Yep. yep it's, yeah. it's the exact same package that he's been really since he stepped on the floor five years ago at Iowa. Mm hmm. But. Now he's playing more minutes. I've got
0: future's remorse when it comes to Kansas and those tickets. I mean, Adams couldn't hit the broadside of a barn last night either. You mentioned Dickinson. Adams Mm -hmm. might have been worse. He seemed to me miss shot after shot after shot uh, in the basketball game last night. He (laughs) was 1-10. Told you.
1: 2-12 from Dickinson, 1-10 from Adams. Not exactly a recipe Uh, when you're uh. missing one of, if not your best player, Mm -hmm. arguably. Uh, Furphy's
0: really good. Mm-hmm. Is he a pro? I mean, he is a pro. Is he a pro this year? I is think he so. one of these guys that?
1: Yeah, I have mm-hmm. saw some NBA camps that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the intrigue. Six nine. Yep. I mean, that that's can put a it, it on the foot. floor. Can yep.
0: dribble the basketball. He can shoot a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of skills. Got a lot of tools. Uh, it does look as though he's probably one of those guys. It's uh, not for long when it comes to college basketball. But for, for, he's an Australian New Zealander, Auss- Aussie. I Aussie. See, yes, yeah, from yeah. Melbourne. Is he? Yes. I thought he was an Aussie. Anyways, uh, Kansas got some problems. 19 years old. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? Um, This is not a team that's going to win the Big 12. I don't care. It it was just, there's no depth. There's no depth. Mm -hmm.
1: And we'll see when they come back. It's interesting, too. So, Kansas. It's too bad Iowa State doesn't get them twice (laughs) this year. (laughs) Yes. So, they get their Saturday game. They go to Oklahoma. And then they get a week off. Before the okay. following Saturday, uh-huh. they go to Texas. So McCullough, you would think, right? Would you, if it's close, sit him out one more I game. Against no, Oklahoma? He, right, you know, and you have another week to get him, com- well, maybe not completely mm. healthy, but as close to as you're going to be, and then you go into final stretch mm-hmm. of five regular season games, and obviously after that. It's probably because, what are they chasing right now? Uh, the computers don't like them. No, the, they shouldn't. The computer metrics are not good for them. If you're Kansas at this point... You're not gonna get a one seed. Nope. Not gonna get a two. Probably nope. not even
0: we I mean, may be fighting maybe. for a four. Yeah. That's a good Shelby question coming up. Yeah.
1: Cause you dig into that resume, it's just it's not pretty Mm-mm. at all. I'm bringing it up here and seeing where they are today on the in the net. 18 to Ken Pomeroy, another one of those analytics sites. Kansas is 17th. So yeah, you're talking about maybe fighting mm-hmm. for a four seed, and that's what doing work down the stretch. Now they're five and four against quad one, four and one against quad two. 9-5, that's a good record against the top two quadrants, and that will definitely help them. The win against Tennessee they had in the non-conference, obviously a win against Kentucky. And Kansas, didn't we say they finish at Houston or home to Houston? At Houston. At Houston. Yeah, because remember they got them, Kansas did, when they shot 71% from the floor in the first oh, half against that yeah. Houston defense. Yeah, yeah, 60-whatever yeah. percent right. yep. for the game. Yep. And one of the three games in mm. the last 40 years that Kansas was a home dog. Where are you in Oklahoma? I'd love Iowa State to get a look at them. I I can't get a feel for this team. They, I'm with you. Their highs are incredibly high. Mm-hmm. They can play really well. Mm-hmm. Their lows, though, when you're talking about at least kind of that even mid-tier Big 12 uh-huh. team. Have they come to Hilton one more time, I want to say. They do. Wednesday the
0: 28th. Good. Good. But when they're bad, they're real bad. Yeah. Um. Look, I, I think it's a two-team race. I do. Baylor? Hmm. Yeah, Baylor probably in the conversation, but it's Houston and it's Iowa State, and then there's a gap. Yeah, and Texas then, Tech. Look, last they, night they bounced, did really
1: good. Bounce back after three straight losses, but they're both home wins. They've shown very little on the road. They beat Texas earlier this year, but mm-hmm. that was the beginning of January. It's almost a different season at this yeah, point. It almost is, isn't it? that we're talking yeah. about here? Yeah, the remaining road schedule for Tech. Obviously, Saturday against Iowa State. They're not winning there. I don't think so. They go to UCF. All right. We've seen teams beat UCF, or UCF beat teams at their place. I would put it as an L. Okay. Now, here's the good thing. They get road games, their last two road games, at West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. You get the two teams that you want on the road. Yes. And then you get home games against TCU. Probably win Tough. That. Texas. Tough. I would take Tech, though, at home. Uh-huh. And well, the finale is at home against Baylor.
0: That'll be the last time Texas makes their way yes, to Lubbock. That'll
1: absolutely. be fun. <laughs> yes, that'll be a charged-up environment <laughs> definitely for that one. Yeah. Uh, that'll be in Tuesday at, at the end of the month. So I guess they got a chance, but they got to prove it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they get both West Virginia and Oklahoma State, I don't see them winning at Iowa State or UCF. So there's a couple more losses. It's Houston and Iowa State. I think it is, too. Those are the only two yep. teams that I think realistic realistic. Oh, you mentioned Baylor. They're 6-4 and four right now in the conference. Baylor gets Oklahoma tonight at home. They go to West Virginia. Can win that one. Yeah. At BYU, tough. Home- yeah, at BYU is always tough. At Houston. Or, excuse me, home for Houston. Uh-huh. I mean, you have to obviously win that if you're going to yep. get in the race. Yep. They go to TCU. Home for Kansas. Home for Texas at Tech. <sighs> hmm. They gave Kansas a heck of a fight on Saturday.
0: Yes, they did. They did. Um, I thought they were the better team. I did. Yeah. I, for, for part of it. Anyways. Um, oh, it's going to be fun down the stretch. Wish there was another month of it, but can't have everything. <laughs> right. And that would kind of ruin March Madness if they were playing regular season Yeah, right? right, right. Yeah, we don't. It becomes want to change April that. Madness. Yeah, and I want to change not that. quite the That's same. That's asking too much. A couple of leftovers from the Super Bowl. You know something we never touched on yesterday? We were talking about the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if I want to call it a disappearing act or I should give the Chiefs' defense and spags credit. What was George Kittle? Two catches, four yards. What happened there? And then got injured? And got injured late in the fo- late in the football game. Went into the locker room, came back onto the sidelines. I don't know if he got back into the game or not at that point. Had that uh, uh he had that completion of the sideline. That was the four yards he picked up for a first down that was big at the time. But what where was George Kittle? Yeah, they,
1: was it not part of the game plan? Or was it just the linebackers and when he talked about the middle with Bolton and gay mm-hmm. and tranquil They and can that run. group, yes, they can. They can. run. That they just took him out of it. I'm, I'm I would, wondering. I would probably say the latter. Now yeah. we saw use check was used a little bit more than normal. Uh-huh. So maybe that was part of the including scheme. the first pass of the football yeah. game, and that was a good prop. You got that at sixty to one. Sixty to have, zero. Yeah, to have the was first reception really? of the game. Yeah.
0: Wow. Saw a couple people cashing that ticket. Sixty to one. Uh, and maybe, maybe that was it. But boy, oh boy, because because Kittle, um, I mean, he's an impact player, mm-hmm. but he had zero impact on this football game uh, on Saturday. The other thing that um, that I I I really coming keep coming back to, and it wasn't the uh, the play call. Well, well you got to block Chris Jones first and foremost on the third and four deep in uh, in, in overtime. Is that a go for it? Is that a, you need four downs? You're going to, Patrick Mahomes is getting the football. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Here's Christian McCaffrey. Get what you can because you're going to get it again. Yeah. Instead of the field goal. If you don't get the field goal, then a field goal by Patrick Mahomes. They pizza. would win. Right. Yeah. But in all likelihood, it's, you know. He's I get like, what you're saying.
1: Right? You know, the more... I saw ESPN had a long piece on the numbers behind Shanahan's decision. And, and what he did. And, it and was, what was their take? It's basically negligible. I mean, it's. Did they factor in Patrick Mahomes? Well, and that's the part of it that's because, because I can't get past that. Right. If if it's fifty four forty six in a normal game. Right. If it's that close, mm-hmm. but then you put into your little algorithm here, mm-hmm. number fifteen. Yeah. Uh, he's won a couple Super Bowls. Right. He's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. It's not Hurts. <laughs> right. It's not uh, fill fill in your NFC quarterback. Right. right? This is not Dak Patrick- Prescott. <laughs> How much does that sway your algorithm? It has to be, it's huge. If it is 54 46, 10%, mm-hmm. is it 64 36?
0: I think so. 70 30? Yeah, we, we said yesterday if it, wasn't, if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, I think Shanahan was right mm-hmm. to get the first and the third possession. Right. But when it's Mahomes, there, there's, there's not going to be that
1: opportunity most of the time. For Shanahan, when he got those numbers, and he said he got those numbers. First of all, not having his team
0: ready—that's
1: another story. Yeah, but when you're talking, you know, I would love to have these conversations because we talk about analytics, and it's a glance for you, Mm -hmm. a little deeper for me. But I'm not deep into it,
0: and it helps paint a picture. But it can't be the end all be all. I'm with you, and here's—and I think this is probably—I can speak for my generation we we managed our way through watching sports <laughs> right. without them right <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. we thought we were fine we understood what we were watching and now all of this i mean i look at a box score in baseball right now i have to turn i have to go to google what the hell do these letters mean <laughs> right
1: yeah right cuz you got
0: oh, okay. so many of them on base okay you got that ops okay
1: on base plus slugging mm-hmm. okay the thing that it baffles me sometimes is what's a baseline cuz then you hear about war and then you hear about you know a, a different kind of war and what does this mean what What's the baseline for it? I look at the OPS on base plus slugging, and it paints a pretty good picture of how a guy is. Well, what's the baseline? We know 300 batting average, right? We've known that for years. All right, 750. Okay, that's kind of the same as a 300 type batting average. And then you kind of go from there. Those are the things, though. It's great giving us numbers, but give us a little help us understand exactly what these numbers mean, what they are, and when you're impacting in a baseball game. Why all of a sudden? Why do you see this reliever? He's a middle reliever, and yet his mm-hmm. some of his uh, WB st- stats are just through the roof. It's because he comes in in high leverage situations. Okay, that makes sense. We got to explain that. You're you can't to just acquire. You just can't put it down and figure it out on your
0: own. So, so last week before the Super Bowl, I'm I'm on X and I'm I click on a handicapper, um, uh, uh, an NFL handicapper. And he's got tens of thousands of followers, and I'd never heard of him before. So, all right, click on it. It was all analytics. He completely talked over my head. I have no idea what he was talking about. Um, but that's, I guess, that's part of it now, mm-hmm. right? That's part of it now. Um, when, I, when I look at the decision Kyle Shanahan made, I, I get why you did it, with one big exception the team that you're playing against and in particular the quarterback that you're playing against uh, and that was um <laughs> that changes everything in my opinion it yes. does it changes everything um and i don't know I, I just i just um the threepeat is starting to be talked about already i uh-huh. get it it's just going to get louder and louder and louder and i don't care if they're picking 32nd in the last round they're always picking 31st or 32nd in the fir- in the in their uh, uh in the draft
1: think of the chiefs drafts and what they've done recently right and what they've done not with the late round picks late in the first round but not just hitting hitting at an incredibly high level with second third fourth rounders Mm -hmm. i mean that's part of the sustainability that you have to have is doing that all right go back we'll start with 2022 trent mcduffie Star. star yeah absolute stud yeah Karloftis. Uh, bet, way better than I thought, yes. Good player. Really Sky, good player. Sky Moore. Eh. Okay. Brian Cook. Eh. Leo Chanel. Yeah, good player. Plays a ton. Yes. What uh, round did he go in? in the, late in the third. He was a supplemental pick. Uh, they get a Kennard with the 145th pick mm. in the fifth round. Pacheco in the seventh round. Jeez. 2021 in the second round. Didn't have a first rounder that Right. Year. They had a couple of seconds, right? And they get Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey. Yeah. You get an all pro center. Keep, keep go to the go to the sixth round of that draft. Oh, yeah, Trey Smith. Uh huh. There's a starter for you. Yep. Noah Gray was a pretty good backup it, yes. number two tight end. Yes. They can do different things with him. Clyde Edwards helaire hasn't worked from 2020. Nope, he hasn't. Will Gay has? Yep. Nyang? Yep. How about getting Lejarius Sneed in the fourth round with 138th picks? Nice. Mike Dana. Good huh. solid, yep. they dependable missed him. defensive they, yep. end. Yep. I get him a pick one seventy seven in the fifth
0: round. This is why it doesn't matter where they pick. They're just so much just yes. so so many things so well.
1: Derek Nottie in 2018. Um, 2019, They got Elgredi
0: mm-hmm. in the last ra- yeah. in the
1: last round. Yeah, but he's your swing guy yeah. that can play yeah. both and, and be a and fill-in. He played in the starter. He started in the Super Bowl. That's these are the things that you have to do, and they have done them incredibly uh-huh. well. This is how you sustain that you get these guys on the rookie contract. You fill in the gaps. You pay Mahomes what you do. He'll restructure, restructure, restructure. He's about to do it again. And yeah. he'll do it again. Yeah. And it'll work out swimmingly. This is how you do it. This is. So why don't other organizations just go out and get Veach's right-hand man, left-hand man, yeah. three, four, five down? I'm with you. Because the way that they're doing it- Mm-hmm. There's not been any...
0: Now, they- didn't they lose somebody important this offseason recently? I, when you say they that, did. yes, that that pops into the head. Who? I can't remember, uh, but yes, there was somebody. Somebody left Somebody here. from the front office. Yep, yep. they did. I, I don't know who, what team he went to, but they did have a defection recently. Well, we'll see. They're not going anywhere. They Look, I don't think they're going to win year after year after year, <laughs> but they're going to be there most years. They're going to be there most years. Um, how many years weren't the Patriots in, in the playoff? Well, the Matt Castle year, they were even good. And they went 11-5. 11-5. And, and it was
1: just one of those goofy years that 11-5 wasn't good enough mm-hmm. to make the playoffs.
0: You know, I saw a tweet yesterday. It was actually a pretty good one. Who are going to—what NFC team is going to be the Giants to the Patriots? Oh, okay.
1: Who's going to be. Who's going
0: to play the role of the Giants when it comes, when, it, when you think back to the Patriots? Because that was 19 and 0 potentially. Oh, well, probably the Bears. That's the easy answer. <laughs> <sighs> Who's that going to be? Packers? Is it the Niners? No, they've already
1: beat they them twice beat in the them, Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, it can't be them. Yeah. It's got to be new blood. Uh huh. Not Dallas.
0: I don't think no. so. I keep waiting. That's an aging roster. Yeah, Philly beat him. Philly lost to him once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa got him, but they're not on their yeah, way back. I don't think so. I don't think anybody in that division who's who's going to play the role of the Giants.
1: Well, what NFC team is I guess ascending? Right? Who's a team that you could see make a couple of Super Bowls here in the next seven, eight years? Who can make multiple appearances? The Packers, the Lions. Is it an NFC North team? Should that should that be where we're focusing? I think we cross off the South because that's just loopy every single year. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. The 49ers have got beat twice. Mm-hmm. The Rams, can, hmm. Stafford can't play forever. Yeah, Stafford aging. Yeah. Seahawks, they got no. to figure out quarterback for the future. Yeah. Cardinals, no. Nope. In the East, Dallas, no. Giants, no. No. Commanders. Uh. Yeah, I think you got to target the NFC I think North. You if you look they, in the North, if there would be a team like that, the Lions, the mm-hmm. Packers, the Bears. Well, you hope.
0: Well, they're getting Caleb Williams. I think they are. They're getting Caleb Williams. They should. There's not, there's no way they can. Start I this read out. a mock draft today that they're going to trade back with the Commanders and they're going to take Drake May. What? No, you don't. You no. take Caleb Williams. No. And and the return was not, it was like, obviously you get the second pick, Mm -hmm. you get their first pick in the second round, Mm -hmm. and then you get a first rounder next year. That's not enough. Take Caleb Williams.
1: He's got a chance to be generational. I think he does. He's got a chance to be Patrick Mahomes of the the NFC. What's the best case scenario for Drake
0: May? Justin Herbert? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Good solid. Good one. No, good I was way wrong on Herbert. I thought Herbert coming out of college was not going to be, you know, when the, when the Chargers took him, I got up in my chair and I clapped. Yes. Yeah. Cuz I thought that set that organization back, but it didn't.
1: And we were on opposite sides. I really liked Herbert right. as a pro. Yeah. And then very quickly when you saw him, you're like, "Oh, they got something." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, I got to see more." Yeah. And then we kind of been on different stages of that one. But that's probably a good quarterback. Mhm. Is Drake Bagel May- he's not going to be Patrick Holmes. I like
0: Daniels better. Kid from LSU, the Heisman winner. The ceiling's higher. I think it is. I think it is. Now, the he's... floor is a lot lower, too. Well, is he Lamar Jackson with a better arm? Is they eight? both they both can run. They're both Heisman winners. Is he Achilles Smith? Mm. That's, mm. that's the other end of no. the equation. where did he go to school? He's in the Pac-12. The Oregon... He was a duck. Yeah. He quacked around for a year. Number three pick? Uh, very like early in the draft. Yeah. I know that much. All right. We've got a couple of keywords. Again, this is the last week for this promotion. We're down to four days. KXNO looking for its first winner in the building. Uh, this go-around, we've had them in the past. We'll have them in the future. We'd love to uh, get on the board here. You can head to com right now, because right now, Trent, it's time for a $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com right now, and in the nationwide keyword, Bills, Bills at KXNO.com. Uh, for your chance to win one thousand dollars bills at kx dot com. Baseball Benny just sent me a text. Um somebody went from the Panthers or from the Chiefs to the Panthers. Oh, okay. Um, to take over that front office. I think that's right. They need help there. Yeah, they do. They need a lot of help there. Maybe under center too. I never would have well, thought that. Maybe in order uh, too young it's too early to, to write him off. Uh, But boy, oh boy, you've got pickers' remorse (laughs) after you see what C.J. Stroud did. All you do was rookie of the year, led his team to the playoffs in the first year. Not only led his team to the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs in the first year. Achilles Smith. What was he? Third pick. Third pick had that. Who who, who did who went before him? All right. So what what draft year was it?
1: Nineteen ninety nine. Your number one pick, Tim Couch, bust. Number two pick, Donovan McNabb. Good one.
0: McKeeley. Okay, who's after him? Edrin James. Hall of Famer. Ricky Williams. Uh, oh, that was the year that Ditka and, gave up his whole draft man. for a running back.
1: ESPN, the magazine, had the cover of uh-huh. The Wedding Dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Torrey Holt, that's a pretty good sixth yeah, pick. I'll say. How about this for a seventh pick? Champ Bailey. Wow. By the, at the time, Redskins. David Boston goes eight. David was Boston, he a Cardinal? He was. He yeah. wasn't healthy, but when he was, yeah. he was good. It was just health was a concern. Chris Claiborne went to the Lions. He was okay. Yep, he was. Chris McAllister had a couple of good years uh-huh. with the Ravens. Dante Culpepper went 11 to the Vikings. Uh, Cade McDowell went to the Bears <laughs> at 12. Troy Edwards hung around. John Tate to the Chiefs. What six foot seven quarterback did Elway take that year? No, he wouldn't <laughs> that was, have been that in was, was before spot. he was yeah, selecting was before, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Winfield went in that draft at 23. Pretty good draft overall. Who did the Broncos take that year? Uh, Denver Broncos,
0: they took Al Wilson, a good a really good linebacker from Tennessee. Solid.: Yes, undersized,
1: but a good player. Katzen went 28 to the Patriots.: Did he? Didn't translate. No, he sure didn't.
0: Al Wilson was a good player, really good player. We'll see. Anyways, uh, your keyword again is Bills, Bills at KXNO.com. Kevin Lehman is going to join us. We're going to get into the Valley uh, with Kevin. We'll do likewise again to, uh, tomorrow with our friend uh, Mr. Emmenecker, Adam Necker, who that's sponsored by G Gmigs sponsors Adam each and every week. So we'll do that uh, here tomorrow. All right, let's take a quick call before we go to break, and then we will get to Kevin Lehman coming out of it. Brandon wants to join us. Brandon, what's on your mind?
2: I believe that Caleb Williams is going to be the biggest draft bust since Jamarcus
0: Russell. Whoa! Okay, uh, how come? What what
2: leads you to believe that? I, I just don't feel he's a football player. What? Just because he cried? Yeah, yeah, that. And I I, I just never been impressed with him. I watch a lot of USC, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: I yeah, wish I could.
2: I, I don't. I just don't feel it.
0: Um, he just does glad, so many things. He's moving on. Yeah. Um, he does so many things. You know. I mean, he can run it when he has to. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not his game. Got a big arm. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Um, we're gonna file this one away, Brandon. Will you call us back in five years? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks for listening. See now you got to stay on another
1: five years. No more retirement, Ken. No,
0: I thought you were talking Brandon. No, no. Uh, five years. All right, five
1: years. In a down year uh, this year, Caleb Williams threw thirty touchdowns against How many five picks? interceptions. That's pretty good. Yeah. Year before, forty-two touchdowns against five. That interceptions. was the Heisman year. Yes. Uh, his first year is 42 as a
0: touchdowns, 5 picks.
1: Jeez. Yeah. Uh 21-4. Uh average yards per completion 9.1, 9.1, 9.4. So he's he started 3 years, correct? Yes. Did he throw 100 touchdowns? Let's see. 72 close. plus 21 93. 93-14. That's his touchdown wow. to interception ratio. Wow. He was sacked 33 times this year.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's a, yeah. Oof. Ran for 11 touchdowns this year.
0: Ran for 10. Did he run for that many times I didn't think he ran that much this year. He has ran for 27
1: touchdowns in his three years no as a No 6, 10, and 11.
0: Holy yeah, I'll take them.
1: I will take him. Yeah. Crying. Come on. Guy was emotional after a he loss. He was. I'm, I'm emotional after commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that is a, a disclaimer uh, for being a good quarterback is yeah. being... Emotional after a loss.
0: Look, there's a lot of emotions. Uh, Speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see the number, the television number? (sighs) Through the roof. Think she's powerful? Think
1: she's got any influence? When does it end? For her? No, for (laughs) the increases year after year. There's going to be a downturn. (sighs) Have we hit the apex of popularity? I mean, was this with Taylor Swift, is this a perfect confluence of everything? It certainly helped. It certainly helped. You also had writer's strike this year. Uh So all those Monday night games, you saw the increases there. Don't have a whole lot of new television. Mm -hmm. We're going to have an election year coming up this year. Mm -hmm. We remember four years ago how that took away certainly numbers of football. It did. You're right, it did. This might be the the crescendo right here. Unless the Chiefs get back. What would be even bigger? Chiefs-Lions? The story of that? Yeah,
0: that would be good. That would be good. Packers? Cowboys, Panthers, Jags brings it to a crashing halt. <laughs> yeah, that, that would stink. <laughs> that would stink. Uh, I mean, this I, I find hard to believe that this was the most watched television show since the moon landing. And, and I, I have, remember vividly watching the moon landing. I, I don't have that one. No, you don't. No, it was no. sixty nine, right? Nineteen sixty nine. Vividly watching the moon landing and and there's not been a show well but let's face it I mean back then there was three shows well, <laughs> we had two I think you guys had ABC CBS NBC yeah we had CBC and CTV that was it That's it um, did you have public broadcasting up there no no not then no not then um oh my God what an incredible and that's just the United States right that was worldwide Canada did 10 million how many people live in Canada 10 million
1: people watched the Super Bowl. Aren't there like 13 million people in your country?
0: 38. Okay. More people live in California than live in Canada. That's hard to believe, right? Yeah. Because that's a pretty big land mass. When you look at a map and you see everything uh-huh. above the above the border, that's a lot of land. You see some blue up there, too. <laughs> yeah, lots. And a yeah. lot of trees. And a lot of trees, that's for sure. And a lot of blue, and I missed it in the summertime. It's 1130. The key word is Bill's uh, layman next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. All right, Millery Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Washer Systems of Iowa, sponsors our Valley Conversation throughout the basketball season. Let's get to our friend Kevin Lehman. He had the Drake Bradley call uh, this past weekend. Drake uh, pulls away at the end to win it by, what, six, seven points, and Kevin joins us. Kevin, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, Kevin Lehman, how are you? Good. How's my two favorite guys on radio doing? Oh, we're doing pretty well. I appreciate you uh, coming on with us, Kevin. You know, um, I don't know if you would go this far with me. I mean, Tucker DeVries is on the Drake Bulldogs after all. But I thought Darnell Brody um, was the most important Bulldog on the floor on Saturday against Bradley. Would
2: you go there? I certainly would. We call him the USS Brody, the aircraft Mm. carrier. I've got him on my most improved team again this year as he was a member of last year's most improved team. Not only can he score it now, pass it, Ah, I'm with you. Uh, And I think he's been spectacular for the the Bulldogs this year.
1: We know Tucker DeVries, obviously, the importance of him and what he's going to do in carrying the team at times. But, you know, those young guards, uh, the newbies on that floor, a lot of different directions that they can go. Who has the biggest upside when you kind of look at that young group and who, not just for this season, but going forward, can maybe become a star in the MVC?
2: Well, that's a great question. I'd say at Wright, he's been the way he scores the basketball because he's got kind of that odd body, 6 <laughs> 1, kind of a linebacker body, but he scores in bunches. His ability to get in the middle of the defense and then do that fadeaway one foot, what they call the Villanova move at Jay Wright, he just like, comes at you and scores like all of a sudden he will have four, six, eight in a row. I think he's a huge key. And in right being healthy, is big. Yes. And Kobe Garland. And I'll, I'm going to go back a week, guys. If Kobe Garland would have been healthy against mm. Indiana State, mm-hmm. the Bulldogs would have beat him in Terre Haute.
0: Yeah, because defense, right? I mean, he just scarred you. Uh, how do you beat that team?
2: Indiana State? Yep. I think you got to have a, a – and I I think Drake has a great chance to beat him if they match up. Boy, I hope they do. Because if Garland's healthy, he's the, he's the guy that they gave the last scholarship to. And Darren DeVries, really? They almost they almost passed on him. Wow. Uh, had no offers out of uh, Magnolia, Arkansas. Uh, Division two offers. The young man told me went to Link Prep. They took a little flyer on him late. Great defender, lockdown guy. I think him and Enright in the backcourt are the two guys in this league that can slow down Julian Larry. To me, is the key to the Sycamores.
1: Crazy 1979, of course, the Larry Bird Final Four championship uh, team that lost to Michigan State in the final game. The last time that this program has been ranked, unthinkable. And, Kevin, you know what it meant when you and I got in there for the first time, when Drake got there in 2008. Just the importance of the program, getting them on the map. It's crazy, though, that we're talking about, what, 45 years later, first time for Indiana State to be in the rankings. Yeah,
2: I did a little research. 817 AP polls it's been since Larry Bird led him in 79. <laughs> Greece was all the rage. Ken, yeah. uh, you're probably old remember that one. Yeah. It's not. Also, Jaws had just come out. What a show. Steelers.
0: What a Bradshaw
2: just won his fourth Super Bowl. The Walkman has just come out the market. <laughs> And TV series Dallas was in their second season. Holy that's market. how long ago it was that the sycamores were relevant.
0: That's unbelievable. Uh, when, when you put that out, that's good work on your part, Kevin. That's that's uh, that adds to a broadcast, no doubt about it. Well, they're relevant well, this do, year. I
2: think you're you're old enough that you and I can relate to that. I don't think Trent can. Nope,
1: I was uh, n- didn't come out until 1980. So yeah, don't don't have that one in my back. Down.
0: No, I was
2: in well, front of that Trent was not born yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that's going to probably uh, not make him eligible for this yep. list. Anyways, uh, Indiana State right now the one. Any way that Drake can catch them, Kevin, or is it too late?
2: I think it's too late because here is what they did in the Valley: they backload the good teams. So Drake, Bradley, have the toughest schedule down the stretch, and Northern Iowa. Uh, the only thing that can happen, Indiana State is they can get some bad losses. Mm-hmm. They're done with Drake. They're mm-hmm. done with Bradley. They're done with Northern Iowa. And uh, be, be wary, guys, because Drake has a tough one tonight. This is a trap game at Evansville. And the Evansville team is healthy now. They're better, aren't they? Bradley. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're long. They're athletic. Harukis, uh, they can score. This is a this will be a tough one for the Bulldogs. If they can get through this one, I think they're in pretty good shape because they got to go to you and I. Uh, they got Bradley at home. But this is a tough one. I'm looking for the Bulldogs.
1: Definitely is, and for Drake, I mean, the wiggle room isn't there. Even if they run at the table to the championship and get beat there, probably on the outside looking in. You know, how do, there's been some injuries, there's been some banged up. I mean, when you're all pointing to Arch Madness, I mean, that's all it's about. Do you coach differently? Do you get guys a little more rest at this point in time? How do you coach it knowing that that's the ultimate goal and that's probably the only way you're going to get into the dance?
2: Well, that's a great question. It is a good question. Yeah. And when I talk, and I ask coaches that too. I mean, even like the teams trying to get that four feed, whether it's Northern Iowa yeah. or it's Belmont, uh, Missouri State, and they all give me different answers. Like Ben Jacobs said, yeah, we talk about it all the time because no team has ever won four games to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. So when he talks about this Panther team. When I talk to Dana Ford at Missouri State. Uh, at Belmont, they're saying, no, we're going one game at a time. We don't, we don't look in the future. Each coach handles it a little bit differently as far as the injury situation. Well, I tell you, uh, Tucker DeVries has been banged up. Mm-hmm. So, another thing at NDSA, you're at that ankle early. There's another reason I think Drake can beat the Sycamores if they meet up again is because he's got to get healthy. enright has got to get healthy. Garland's got to get healthy. But uh, I think he's just got to keep playing and uh, I'll tell you right now, Tucker DeVries has not practiced the last hmm. week and a half. He just shows up and plays games.
0: Who's the player of the year? I, I, I think DeVries, I mean, he's in the conversation, obviously. I'm not sure he's going to win it. There's a couple of guys, right? Johnson, Avila. Uh, I was had a really nice year. I love watching that kid play. Who's the player of the year in your mind right now, Kevin?
2: I always do, Ken. I always start at the top. So if Indiana State's going to win this thing, I'm going to look there first. Here's the problem. Which one of those
0: guys? Yeah, right. Yeah, is
2: it slow? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you talk to coaches, they say Julian Larry makes them go. But I tell you what, the guy you mentioned, Robbie Avila, the guy with the goggles. Yep, I think he's the key to the whole thing. It's going to be if they win, it, it'll be tough for me not to vote for him. Even though I may say Tucker DeVries has probably done more for his team to get him there than anybody. Uh, you know, Southern's fighting for that fourth spot, so. It's pretty hard for me to pick a guy that's on a team that finished fourth. So, even though he's had a fantastic year, Xavier Johnson.
1: Still have a couple more weeks to go. Is there a team, though, towards the bottom that you think maybe they can pull an upset here? You've got to be careful. Maybe you're sitting in that 6 11 game, you know, something like that. Is there a team towards the bottom that is trending up?
2: Evansville. No question. No, I've got another one for you, Ken. Who is it? Elmont. Oh, Elmont. Because okay. Jacoby Gillespie is healthy. Their big three is as good as anybody. Cade Tyson, Malik Dia, their 6'9 transfer from Vanderbilt can score everywhere. But look at, watch Golo, uh, Jacoby Gillespie. This guy, he was recruited by all the ACC and SEC as a punt returner and a receiver. Really? He's the best athlete. Oh, yeah. He may be the best athlete in the backcourt mm. in the Valley.
0: Wow. He came
2: back and remissioned 10 games, guys, and had 17 points and 7 assists after not playing for 10 games. <laughs> This kid's a natural athlete, and what he can do, he turns turnovers into points instantly.
0: He's so fast. So when you're not doing a game and you're sitting at home watching uh, TV, who's the best team in the country, in your mind?
2: Well, I know it's not Kansas, because they have no depth. They're awful. <laughs> they have yep, no doubt. You know, I'm a, yep. I'm a big fan of, of Bill Self. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's UConn right now. Uh, I'd say UConn and kind of Purdue would probably separate themselves. I've got to ask this this one, guys. Is it time to expand our field past 68 because there's so many good teams out there?
1: See, I think there's too many bad teams. I, I think you can just throw them into a bucket and they're all the same. I, I mean, when you're getting into that depth, you're talking about kind of the bottom of the bracket. You're talking about putting in teams like Oregon, Washington, Maryland. Do those teams deserve to be NCAA tournament teams? I don't think so.
2: I'm guess I'm talking more about teams like Nevada and Drake. Drake, yeah. So they'd be in there. Well, that, that's a different conversation. That's
1: actually the bracketologists out there in the NCAA selection committee doing the right thing and putting teams in that mm-hmm. should be there. Ahead of the teams you just yes, mentioned, Yes, exactly. Yep. More of the dregs or the middle teams yep. in the power conferences.
2: Hey, hey, guys, this is an interesting for, thing for you. And, and Brian Wardlow Bradley told me this, and I looked it up. Drake has a better resume than Indiana State. Hmm. Indiana State just doesn't have any bad losses. They've lost Michigan State at Alabama at, at Drake. But look at who Drake has beaten. But Drake's got a couple bad losses. That's what's pulled down their net. Uh, but as far as better wins, Drake has them over Indiana State.
0: It'll hmm. be fascinating down the stretch, Kevin Layman. Appreciate. Are you? Uh, I'm guessing you'll be back in St. Louis for the tournament, right? Doing either the game on I radio am. or TV?
2: I'll be bouncing back and forth. Uh, we got a lot of basketball. Yeah, we then, do. And I've got Bradley at U and I on ESPN Sunday. The only time we're going up to the Pantherland and uh, Bradley, Let me think. I've got a game Saturday. I got a game tomorrow. I got so many of them. I can't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> you better pack. Busy. I, have Brad, I have Bradley four games in a row. I do. I'm there tomorrow night against uh, UIC.
0: Good stuff. And and where are you on Big ESPN? Did you say on Saturday? Or on the deuce, Sunday. Sunday
2: the deuce on Sunday. Bradley at. Morning. I'm
0: looking at it now. It is one o'clock tip. ESPN yeah. two.
2: Who did you work what with?
0: Doing. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, uh, Clay Matthews. Yeah, he's really All good. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, he's the best. Yeah. yeah. What they're doing, uh, Ken, is they're picking these games about twelve days out. Good. So we've had some great. That's why we had Drake at Indiana State. Drake at Bradley. Uh, there's been some great matchups and the last game this season we're waiting it's going to be either uh bradley at drake where they originally lined it up or they send it to indiana state because they're going to lift the trophy uh so it's going to be one of those two on the march third for the final game because remember last year at that big game at bradley where drake and bradley went at for the championship mm-hmm. they hope to repeat that but it didn't quite happen
0: good stuff kevin thank you we'll talk to you in the weeks ahead thank you kevin layman all right, guys. Have a good one. Yep. Good to talk to you. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa. Sponsors our uh, buddy Kevin Lehman. Uh, good stuff out of uh, Kevin. Uh, you and I, safely ahead of Thursday?
1: Still some work to do? No. I mean, because remember, only the top four make it now.
0: Yeah, I know. Because
1: there's 12 teams in there. now. they're in some trouble. And that loss Sunday to UIC. Yeah. Woof. One step forward, two steps back from the Panthers.
0: That's bad. It is. Good point. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk more about the brackets with our buddy, Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com. Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com. Coming up, Mildred Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Hi, right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines sports station one o six point three k x and o, thanks to Kevin Lehman. Uh, let's get our buddy Shelby Mastin here, BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com. Well, as I slept, Iowa State's got an even a better seed in mm. BracketWag.com. I'm guessing, Shelby, as always, thank you for joining us, Shelby Mast BracketWag.com. Kansas falling in the fashion that they did to Texas Tech. You flip-flopped a couple of Big 12 teams. Iowa State up to the two line in your bracket, and Kansas down to the three. Was that behind it, Shelby? It
3: was. That that was. Had Kansas just lost by Six or eight, that's no big deal. But to lose by 29,
1: oh, that was painful, and I, I, I had to make the move. So we're talking around here a lot about the opening rounds in Omaha, obviously being very close proximity-wise for Iowa State. Now, it's not an automatic if you get a top-four protected seed that you're going to be playing close to home because well, there's regionals out west, and there aren't very many good West Coast teams at this point in time. When you're kind of placing things and you're putting together the actual bracket, just not going through the seed list and putting them that way, how much determination do you need to put into proximity? How important is it and how difficult is it for those teams, three, four line, that sorry, we don't got a spot for you close to home, you got to get shipped west?
3: Yeah, that's a real challenge because the the top seeds are pretty much going to be close to their, uh, in their region, close to their campus. Uh, and that's on purpose. When they started doing the pot system in 2011, I think, that was the intended. And you, you go through your top line, then your next line, and you, you get in the closest. By the time you get to the fourth line, uh, you got New York teams playing in California or something like that. It doesn't really work out, but that's what's left
0: uh gonzaga had a huge win over uh, kentucky over the weekend what did that do for the zags does that have them i mean i think you still got them on the outside looking in but certainly on the cusp shelby how close uh is are the zags now to getting back to the tournament yet again or still work to do
3: yeah they still have work to do but they're closer than they were and if they had lost that game I would say that they probably would have to win their conference uh, tournament to get in. Now they've left the door open to where they have an opportunity, but they better not take any bad losses down the stretch.
0: Conversely, what about Kentucky? What did that do losing to Gonzaga? How big of a blow was that?
3: Well, that's three home losses in a row. That's tough to overcome. Uh, I had them on the sixth line, but Tex win last night. The tech moved up, so somebody had to move down, and it was Kentucky. And I'm not hearing Kentucky fans yell at me, so. I'm <laughs> gonna...
0: <laughs> is that the one fan when when you put this up? Uh, what what fan base do you, I, mean, I guess? I guess it changes by the week, right? But is there one more vocal than the other? One fan base that sticks out above the others?
3: The Ch- uh, surprisingly enough, this year has, I haven't been getting the hate mail or tweets that I normally get. So I, I guess I'm pretty close. Uh, or I'm keeping them somewhat happy. I think Auburn is the one that really? they're friendly about it, but they're you know like, hey, show us some more love. And well, I, I want to, but <laughs> you're know, the president Doesn't stack up yet. St. Mary's
1: has put together a good mm-hmm. resume, and if they don't win the WCC, regardless of Gonzaga, they're in good shape at least at this point. Indiana State has worked themselves to that level as well. After those two teams, though, in the mid-major taking away the A-10, taking away the Big East, obviously. Is there any other lower mid-major team that has put together a resume, at least with an outside shot if they don't win their conference tournament, of nabbing a bid?
3: I think Dayton is probably in that category. They, they look really good on paper and on the court, uh, and they've got a solid resume. I think if they were to end up losing in the A-10 semis, they still would have a legitimate chance to get in. But other than that, probably not. I keep an
0: eye on Nebraska, like Hoiberg, like the program over there, Tominaga, fun to watch play. Are they uh, safely in, or would you uh, not, not don't, don't buy the plane tickets just yet? There's still some, Nebraska still needs to do some things. What do they need to do to get into the tournament, Shelby? You have them on the 10 line right now. So some work still left to do and can't avoid some bad losses. Fair?
3: Yeah, that's fair. I, I think they've got a really good team and a really good chance to get in, but they, they just can't afford bad losses down the stretch. And with the Big Ten not being as strong as it usually is, the chances is there for some, some not-so-good losses. And do your best to avoid those, and I think they'll be okay.
1: You get through kind of the top tier of the Big Ten, Purdue on their own level, Illinois, Wisconsin, Northwestern, even Nebraska and Michigan State. Out of that next group, is there a team with a realistic path from Minnesota, Iowa, Indiana, Mm. Rutgers, Maryland? I mean, does anybody, short of winning five out of six down the stretch and they go to the Big Ten tournament, short of that, does anybody have anything compelling right now out of the bottom half?
3: No, I don't see it. I I would like to say yes, but it's just not there. The resumes are weak for those teams. They've had good seasons, but not tournament good. So they're going to be on that outside looking in I
0: feel Good stuff, Shelby. We shorted you on time this week. Went a little bit long in our opening segment, so we'll make it up next week. We appreciate you coming on. BracketWag.com. He updates the bracket each and every day. BracketWag.com for our buddy Shelby Mass. Shelby, thank you. Apologize for the uh, being short on time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Shelby. Always. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mast, BracketWag.com, as we check in on the brackets.
1: Last teams into his bracket. Who are they? Mississippi State, yeah. Michigan State, St. John's, Memphis. Oh, how the mighty have fallen,
0: in Memphis. Uh, where, where's Michigan State? Michigan State would have to play Tuesday or Wednesday. You know what? That'd be fun. It would be. Marquee brand like that on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll sign for that. Hour two coming up next, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.